The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. And you're listening to the Chris and Joe Show, brought to you by SB Nation and Big Blue View. The New York Giants fell 35-17 to to the Dallas Cowboys in Week 1, now 0-1 on the season. Chris and I are going to be taking a breakdown, just our quick takes, our quick reactions to the game, what we noticed right off the bat, and then an episode coming out on Tuesday, we're going to be going deeper into the game and giving you that that deeper level of analysis. So Chris, why don't we just go right on into it because it was a pretty sloppy game. What was the first thing that really came to mind when watching it? Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. First reaction is like, that was just not good football on behalf of the New York Giants. I, there were a few bright spots. Yeah, I'd say most notably, no injuries or at least no significant injuries. So that's always a good thing to get out of your get out of a game saying cuz nobody likes to see injuries. Saquon Barkley had himself a nice day on the ground and unfortunately that that was kind of about it on the positive side. Yeah, you mentioned Saquon Barkley and I think one of the points that we both agree on is that the Giants didn't do a really effective enough job of feeding him the ball. He did end up rushing for 120 yards, which is stellar, especially if you look at the fact he only had 11 carries. So, I mean, one of the first things that really stood out to me was the fact that they just were not feeding him any high-quality touches or looks or opportunities to carry the ball. You can't be having a a generational running back only touching the ball 15 times in a game. Um, I think what tends to happen and what happened a lot last year was that the minute things weren't working out, they would immediately lean on the passing game and you can't have a balanced offense by doing that you have a good running back he should be touching the ball over 25 times a game I don't necessarily disagree with looking to the passing game because they did target Barkley eight times as a receiver but they never let him get downfield and they also never really let Evan Ingram get downfield so that's where my biggest gripe is you know Barkley was running really well. You know, he opened the game with that was it fifty nine yard run. You know, right after the first fumble of his career. So you know, that's a nice rebound. But then you know, the game kind of got out of hand, and I don't mind them looking to the pass to play catch up, and especially because Saquon Barkley is just so dynamic with the ball in his hand. Get him the ball 
get him the ball in space. Let him catch and run with it, but don't do it at the line of scrimmage or two yards past the line of scrimmage. Let him you know, run some angle routes, run some wheel routes, line him up as a slot receiver, go downfield like that. That's how I really would have liked to have seen them use Barkley, especially with just how the game went. So this game, obviously, in the box score does not look very good, especially because of all the yards that they allowed defensively. But I think one thing that some people may not have really noticed was that this run defense actually played pretty stellar against a team that has the best offensive line in football and one of the best running backs in the league, top five at the position in Ezekiel Elliott. They only allowed 89 rushing yards, albeit they did not give him his typical workload, but they looked good with those young pieces along the defensive line, making some stops, um, not generating much of a, a pass rush, but still being very, very stout in clogging up running lanes and not allowing anything really more than a 10-yard rush here and there. Yeah, the run defense was really the biggest bright spot for the Giants' defense. They held Zeke Elliott to a little over four yards per carry, which is really good. That's about a full yard less than he usually averages. They held Tony Pollard in check. Dak Prescott got a little bit running on a designed quarterback keeper, but those are tough to defend. That's going to happen. All in all, the Giants' run defense played well. Unfortunately, that doesn't matter quite as much when the quarterback is throwing for 400 yards. And unfortunately, that's what Dak Prescott did because the Giants just weren't able to field a whole lot of pass rush and the Cowboys were just able to pick the Giants secondary apart. You know, they picked on DeAndre Baker. He gave up a couple big plays. They picked on Antonio Hamilton, who just had a bad game. Not too far in, it was kind of easy to wonder why he was even in the game over you know like Corey Ballantyne or somebody else and then the Giants of course gave up their usual touchdowns to tight ends who they actually I think they did find a pretty inventive way to defend tight ends and that is of course lock up their shoes which again was Antonio Hamilton we thought he might have been injured or Jason Witten might have been injured but somehow just their shoes got bound up together. I, I don't know. I don't know how that happened. I have never seen anything like that. Maybe Hamilton's cleats got tangled in Witten's laces or something. I don't know. It, it fits the game, though. Yeah, it was really a completely bizarre play. I, I did also think that something was wrong that Antonio Hamilton had gotten hurt. Um, and I was actually hoping maybe for an opportunity for some of the younger corners because at that point in the game, he was already starting to struggle significantly um, but it just ended up being a very weird instance. And you, you perfectly pointed out, however, how this pass defense was just really not relevant in this game. It's a young unit. I think that we both really acknowledge that, and there's a lot of growing pains that are going to come with it. So Antonio Hamilton and also DeAndre Bacon, Baker, they might have had their struggles, but it is also week one um, in specifically DeAndre Baker's first season. So you can only be so disappointed to an extent. Yeah, definitely. And I think the thing people need to realize is that cornerback has a very sharp learning curve going from the college, even at the level Baker played in the SEC, going against Alabama and, well, okay, LSU looked a lot better you know, this weekend than they did while Baker was at Georgia. But you know, he went against a lot of really good schools, but there's still a difference between playing in college and playing in the NFL. And there's a difference between 
playing against college receivers and playing against Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. And there's going to be an adjustment period. There's going to be a learning curve that the, these guys just have to push through. And that's something fans just need to have some patience for. Yeah, certainly going to need to have some patience if we're going to end up seeing outputs like that from opposing teams passing games. Chris, before we get to our final point, the one thing that we're going to discuss last, we're going to take a very quick commercial break. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. And we're back from the commercial break. And so the last thing that that really stuck out to me from this game, Chris, was that the offensive line, this whole new-look offensive line that was put together in the offseason actually looked pretty good in this game. Um, they did struggle at times on third down and, and converting, but that really can't be on the blame of the offensive line. They they did allow six quarterback hits, which isn't a great number, but one sack is pretty good, and as well as the 151 team rushing yards overall is a, a relatively decent day of output for an offensive line that has two new faces in it. Yeah, it was. I kind of w- wish in certain circumstances the Giants might have leaned on them a little bit more. You know, like that one sequence where, again, the Giants didn't give the ball to Saquon Barkley on a third and short and then had Eli roll out, which, just say, Sterling Shepard, that should have been called by the refs, but it wasn't, so I guess we have to move on. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen the Giants lean on the offensive line there, maybe go with a quarterback sneak or give the ball to Saquon Barkley once or twice. And the pass protection did look a little bit shaky at times, but overall, it it was a pretty solid performance from them. You know, first game out together against a good defensive line. Their first time going against a defense that was really scheming and game planning. Hopefully, they will continue to improve, but it was, it was a good first time out. Yeah, certainly a good first outing for them. And again, as I touched upon it, the big emphasis for them here was just how well they were 
clicking in the run game, 151 team rush yards, and then able to get that momentum for Saquon Barkley to only on 11 carries have 120 yards on the ground. We, we saw a new level of push. Those holes were actually starting to open up instead of last year. At times, it felt like Saquon had to create space for himself or there were defenders in the backfield, so he had to make somebody miss before he could really try and hit that hole. This game actually felt like there was an established um, run game and an effective offensive line play in it as well. I, I think it... In addition to that, though, it leaves fans and it leaves me wanting more because if this team leans on Saquon and it leans on their offensive line in the run game, it could be much more effective on offense instead of um, maybe choosing to throw the ball first and second down and not getting those chances to Saquon because it is third and five or longer. Yeah, or it just to go back to my feeling, if the when the game kind of started to slip away, trust the offensive line to protect Eli, and you know maybe be a little bit more aggressive if you're going to lean on the pass instead of just go with the quick checkdowns, quick dump offs. The one play where they have Evan Ingram running three yards, running a three yard crossing route that I just wish they would tear out of the playbook and burn. But yeah, lean on the offensive line, lean on run blockers, lean on them as pass protectors. They did a good enough job where you can trust them. So trust them. So Chris, the final thing that I'm a little bit curious about what your thoughts are, it might have been very limited and his drive did end in a fumble, but did did you see anything positive from the uh, the play that we got to see from Daniel Jones, albeit very, very brief? Is there anything you can take away from it? I think it was just a little bit too brief. The Cowboys were just letting him have the short stuff and... He was just throwing those quick pat, quick hitters right at the line of scrimmage. Guys were picking up yards and off coverage. I would like to see a little bit better ball security from him if he's going to tuck it and run. Yeah, he really needs to have some better awareness because he ran into a situation that is not exactly a safe one for a uh, a not not that he's not athletic, but not the most athletic quarterback so it's not really a surprise in, in my in my case that he actually fumbled in that situation um but you know we did see a lot of Eli Manning-esque plays where he was throwing a lot of those dump offs as you alluded to nothing crazy not really stretching the field just kind of kept things simple for him out there yeah and you know part of that is that's the offense yeah that's the kind of offense Pat Shermer likes to run you know, when he was with Minnesota there there were whole games where Case Keenum never looked 20 yards down the field. He likes to basically take safe passes and get the ball into offensive athletes' hands and then let them do the hard stuff. But then there was also, you know, Trying to keep the trying to keep the young quarterback from putting himself in tough situations. Yes, certainly, and maybe we'll see a better look for Daniel Jones further down the road. But, Chris, that's going to be it for us uh, in doing our quick takes. Make sure you stay tuned, though, folks. Uh, Coming up on Tuesday, we're going to have our more in-depth breakdown of the game, and we'll give you a lot of analysis, a lot of breakdown on on the things that we noticed from the game. Uh, In addition to that, though, make sure you go and follow us on Twitter and on Instagram, at BigBlueView, and the Instagram is at Big underscore Blue underscore View. That is going to be it from us, and... Have a wonderful rest of your day.